Angelisa Azare, and this is a special episode of On Deck with Young Musicians. In celebration of the 10th anniversary of the show, we're revisiting 10 episodes from the first season of On Deck with a series entitled, Where Are They Now? Today, I'm chatting with vocalist Geetha Somayajla, who, when first interviewed nine years ago, had dreams to be a composer and arranger. Now she'll talk with us in this episode about her passion to promote music education to youth, becoming an effective communicator in the business world to create change, and shares advice to help young musicians to expand their worldview. But first, here's Crystal Wessel with an excerpt from that first interview with Geetha nine years ago. And during the course of your time at Westview High School, from which you've now graduated, mm-hmm. um, you participated in a whole bunch of musical events, choirs, and tell me about your activities there. So total, I think it all adds up to about seven ensembles. So I was in women's choir, Les Chanteuses, the advanced women's ensemble, concert choir um, for two years, and then the chamber ensemble, Contoras. And then I was a com- an accompanist in Les Chanteuses, an accompanist in women's choir. And I was the uh, I was a member of Nothing But Trouble for a year, and then I became the music director for two more years. And then I was in... Pacific Youth Choir, and then I was in Pacific Youth Choir Chamber Choir, and then I was in the <laughs> Youth Choral Academy for two years at the Oregon Bach Festival. Do you ever sleep? <laughs> Not very much. <laughs> yeah, because I, I do a number of other extracurricular activities, too. Wow. Even then, Geetha's commitment to music was outstanding. I had the opportunity to catch up with Geetha and reflect on that interview from 2014. How did it feel to listen to your younger self? <laughs> oh my gosh, well, first of all, I was kind of embarrassed. It is always uncomfortable to hear yourself on the radio. But, you know, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I listened back, and I was actually surprised that I think a lot of my values have remained consistent. And I think I did many of the things I said I was going to do when I was 18. And so listening back, you know, I was just about to head off to U.S. I was 18 years old and there were a few things where I think I, I did what I said I was going to do and a few where I diverted from the path. So I had said that I wanted to be a composer and an arranger um, and I was interested in ethnomusicology. So what actually did happen was that I did not become a composer. I took a few composition and choral arranging classes and realized that maybe it wasn't my strongest suit, but I did take forward my interest in ethnomusicology. And so in my senior year of college, I had taken a world music class that kind of sparked my interest in research. And that led me to the Fulbright program. And so after graduation, I spent a year studying South Indian classical music in Vishakhapatnam, India. So it was fun that like that dream had come true. And it was just kind of a seed when I had talked about it with Krista all of those years ago. spent your time since then? Spent a year after graduation living in South India, studying classical music at a conservatory there. And then after that, I returned to LA, where I joined a management consulting firm called PricewaterhouseCoopers, but I had known that I'd wanted to pursue advanced education. And so I applied for an MBA degree. I started school at Northwestern University last summer in June 2022. Um, and I'm getting dual degrees in business 
and a master's of science in design innovation, which is like an engineering degree. And I chose this course of study since it was closely tied to the work I was doing consulting. And it, it's work that I feel really passionate and excited about. I'm doing as much singing as I can. I'm part of the chapel choir here at the Beanham School of Music. I take voice lessons and I try to give back to the arts community as well. very grateful to have the opportunities that I've had and to, to fill my life with work that moves me forward professionally, work that means a lot to me personally, and just to get to enjoy the, the beauty and purpose that music gives me. I'm Jaleesa Azare. You're listening to a special episode of On Deck with Young Musicians. In celebration of the 10th anniversary of the show, we're revisiting 10 episodes from the first season of On Deck with a series entitled, Where Are They Now? Today, I'm chatting with Geetha Somayajula, who, when first interviewed in 2014, shared a passion for creating equitable opportunities for youth in music. Since then, Geetha uses her skills to promote clear communication for organizations and youth. I started teaching piano lessons when I was like in fifth or sixth grade to make some extra pocket money. And I think some of it comes from my mother. She is a preschool teacher. She has worked at a kinder care in Beaverton for the last 20 years. She sees children as humans who deserve respect, deserve dignity. And when I'm with children, like I feel the same way. And I think it's because of that spirit of, of serving children, of, of being a resource for young people that my mother kind of instilled in me. When I'm with children, especially, like I feel like I'm always in the right place. It is clear in your work that you place an importance to make yourself and others understood. Why is this so important? Well, I think for a lot of my life, I felt misunderstood. Or I felt like I couldn't be my whole self. Like, you know, at the time that I was growing up, Portland is, was a ma the widest major city in the United States. The Indian population at that time when I was growing was very small. And so looking around, I felt like I didn't often see people who looked like me. I didn't see myself or my experiences reflected in the media that I was consuming at the time. As a musician and someone who wanted to go to music school, it was something my family definitely did not understand at the time either. And so I think for much of my childhood and growing up, I felt kind of lonely. I just didn't feel like there was anybody else who was on the same track as me. And when I was at USC, I was the only like South Asian student to graduate in the classical program at that time. It's a lot better now, you know, and I think I continue to be like the only woman in some of the business spaces that I'm in or the only brown person in certain spaces that I'm in or the only person to have the, the, the experience that I've had in a lot of the places that I, I work in or I try to have an impact in. And so I felt misunderstood quite a bit. And so in the work that I do, it's so important to me that people can be their whole selves and they feel, feel valued and included for exactly who they are. Yeah. 
What advice would you like to share for young musicians? So for me, since I left, since I finished, you know, my formal music education in 2019, I'm very like conscious of taking lessons, enrolling myself in ensembles, you know, signing up as a subscriber to see live music, joining councils, joining boards. I think wherever you can find accountability and others to hold you accountable, even when life gets hard, is something that will help you elevate your music practice and take you to the next level. And the next is just advocating for yourself. It's pretty difficult to take lessons and to attend choir rehearsals in my consulting role, and that itself is a very demanding job. But I'm so glad that I advocated to my manager and to my team and let them know, hey, I have choir practice on Mondays and Thursdays. It's hard trying not to let the demands of life keep you from your purpose and your joy. But I think, you know, what makes it great is that it isn't easy. I've never regretted going to a choir rehearsal or making time for a lesson, but I have regretted it when I haven't. So that's just the advice that I would share for young people or young professionals who are trying to create a space for music in their lives. Keitha, it has been so great to speak with you. All classical has been a hallmark in my life, my family's life for many years now. And I feel very moved and, and touched to, to be able to share a bit of my experience with our listeners in this community. It's a very special one. What a compassionate, driven artist. That's vocalist Geetha Somayajula. Now 27 years old, she was a guest on the first season of On Deck with Young Musicians when she was 18. And the second guest we revisited as a part of our Where Are They Now series, celebrating the 10th anniversary of the show. On Deck is made possible by the Metropolitan Youth Symphony, offering orchestra, band, jazz, strings, flute, and percussion ensembles, as well as coaching with members of the Oregon Symphony, music theory classes, and the opportunity to work with student composers and the Authentic Voice Commissioning Series. Tuition assistance is available. You can register now at playnys.org. I'm Jalisa Azare. You can hear this episode of On Deck and Geetha's original episode from 2014 at allclassical.org. You can also subscribe to On Deck as a podcast. Our theme music was composed and performed by All Classical's young artist in residence, Amir Afsker. Thank you, Amir. Thanks for joining us on this special episode and be sure to tune in next Saturday at 5 for another installment in our Where Are They Now series of On Deck with Young Musicians.